4: Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59,
0: 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free.
4: Go to ServicePatriots.com. It's Football
0: Friday on the fan. It's a man's game now. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080
4: The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more.
0: Football Friday with Danny and Dusty on 1080. We have great expectations. The Fan. Hey, Jim Harbaugh right there. We have great expectations. He's in our open. That's timely. Will Ortner, you're good. You must have edited that. Best in the business. Yep. All right.
2: Being the third string. Hmm.
0: Well, third string on the depth chart number 1 in our hearts, all right. There you go. Uh Robert Williams done for the year. Uh this is a little bit more extensive than what we first saw, uh, thought when we heard Adrian Wojnarowski say earlier this week that uh they were discussing the options his agent and the medical personnel with the Portland Trail Blazers. That was a weird way to say it. Um it was just kind of like, huh? Very oddly put report, Woj, but yes. now we're finding out it's ligament and kneecap damage, and yeah. it
4: didn't look like it was that serious when he walked off the court. He was he was clearly in real pain and knew something was wrong, Yeah, um, but it wasn't something where he couldn't walk under his own power. It was just going to suck. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing about knee injuries. That's usually the case unless you completely shred everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you can still typically hobble off and mm-hmm. kind of figure it out, but... Uh, yes, they, uh, the Blazers have not released anything official yet. I would imagine we're going to get that here in a little bit. Uh, I've talked back and forth. The expectation is probably something to do today. Yeah. Um, but the ruling is, is he's going to be done for the season. He is not opting for the lesser cleanup surgery. And to be totally honest, I think it's the right course of action. When, when he
0: was acquired by the Blazers, mm-hmm. this was my whole thing is that if this is a long term. Investment in Robert Williams, Mm -hmm. which is what they said when they brought him in, was like he's not a guy that we necessarily have a plan on moving. No, my whole thought on it was this could be the year he could finally get healthy, sure, because he is a guy that pushed himself back and was willing to do it for the Boston Celtics time and time again because they're in the NBA Finals and there was something on the line, Mm -hmm. and he gutted out a lot of injuries that kept him out for longer periods of time. Surgery on the other
4: knee like a year ago,
0: so with this. I think that it maybe is one of the more reassuring things if you want to have Robert Williams on this roster for more than just till the trade deadline. Sure, That he seems like a piece that they're thinking Mm -hmm. of of keeping around for
4: the long haul. Look, uh, Rob is a guy who is, no matter what, is never going to be more than 20 minutes a game. It's just... Whether it's here, whether it's for another team, he's just not Nobody's going to play him over that unless they absolutely ha- like. Unless you're in the finals, and
0: like, it was silly business wanting him moved into the starting lineup.
4: Yeah, I, people who were saying that it was just it was never going to happen. The Blazers wanted to use him as a 20 to 22 minute a night guy, okay. who because of his injury limitations, like, this was always going to be an issue, and they wanted to manage him. He wasn't going to play back to backs. Yeah, but when he's on the floor. He's a defensive player of the year capable big. He's that good. Yeah. Uh in the 7 games that he played, or 6 games that he played cuz he missed one. Um he looked really good on the floor. Really good. Yeah. And it's 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 a major bummer for Portland because uh now that there's there's going to be some depth issues there. And they played the two big stuff with 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 Rob and DA on the floor at the same time. I wasn't a big fan of that because this team yeah. already doesn't have shooting. Uh, I understand they were just basically trying to get better defensively. Yeah, you know? we
0: got to frame this differently, man. You're already you're you're talking as if this is a team that had expectations no, at the but, beginning of the year. But, but like not, when like, you say that they have depth issues, it's like my, the first thought in my head was, "Oh, wow. What are they not going to win 30 games now?"
4: No, I mean, they're know? they're I mean, right you look at their their right now, they're missing half their top 10. Yeah. Like, the, of their rotation, which is it's wild. Uh, I, I mentioned this the other day. That Ish, Ish Rainwright isn't playing, and I, I, I kind of put, put him in their top ten. When he's healthy, he's in mm-hmm. going to be in their top ten. All right. I, I, like, I'd like to have this
0: uh, talk, though, about there are a lot of injuries right now. Yes. And one thing that Portland had for a very long time was a very well-respected training staff and medical personnel. Mm-hmm and they they still do have a mm-hmm. well respected medical uh, group and and trainers and team doctors and stuff that that overlook the team Like half of the guys out this year, Mm -hmm. and this all goes back to it's going to be in the front of people's minds because of the Gary Payton II just trash that was brought up about them,
4: and that that medical staff almost entirely is gone. Exactly, I don't don't think most people know that,
0: and it's a brand new staff that's that's kind of in, and half the guys are out. It's just unfortunate. It's uh, like, and this is thing like it's injury luck.
4: Yeah, and then in Portland because of the stuff that's happened in the past where it's cursed. Da, da, da. Like Shaden right now is playing with essentially the same injury as Ants, just not as severe. The, the same thing happened to yeah. him where he had his, his right thumb grabbed or hooked. Like Ants, Ant did it in the, I think it was the end of the second quarter going into the half. And remember that second quarter against Clippers in opening night, he went for like, what was it, 14 points in the quarter? Mm-hmm. Just got hot. And then he missed literally everything in the third quarter. And it was because he tried to play with it, and they went and looked at it, and they went, not as, not okay.
0: The one thing that we always kind of look at is, like, it's always doom and gloom here, but, like, injury luck has also broken the Blazers' way when they made a Western Conference Finals. Yes. Um, like, it's not. It, I mean, it's, it's it, hitting it really the Lakers is. right
4: now. The, the Lakers, uh, Anthony Davis, obviously, Spasm- with uh, groin spasms, although he was upgraded to probable about an hour ago, so it looks like the he'll probably be ready to go when the Blazers play the Lakers on Sunday. Yeah. But there's also uh, a little a little bit more Blazers news in the sense that uh, Ryan Repair and Chris Murray were optioned down to yeah. the remix. Remix, and, I, and I've seen a bunch of people like, oh, like what, what's what's going happening here? Number one, the remix play in L. A. Their first game. Oh, so the, well, like, they don't need Ontario to, or L. A. They, they don't need to go anywhere. Yeah. So they're or, for those that don't know, typically the Blazers, if they played Sacramento, if they went to Utah, yeah, they would come home in between if there was a three day yeah. gap but it's LA so go stay in the four seasons down in LA and get some sun and relax it's, down there it's, it's, but also it's, 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 that part but also the remix is playing so you probably remix. got a, a, a bunch of the the blazers staff is probably down there to go watch the first remix game in history yeah but also that means Ryan and Chris can just go down and play with them and then get optioned back to the team yeah. with a fi- you know a filing of paperwork and i would expect- first games tonight right yeah yeah tonight Go remix, you, and you can watch it. Uh, there's a live stream of it. the The G League is required that all all uh, G League games are streamed, so you can. Okay, I, I retweeted the link earlier. Um, but as far as like the depth issues and why why is Chris Murray going to the G League? I would very much expect that both of them get optioned back to the Blazers yeah. after the game. Yeah, but they're gonna do. This is the whole point of having a G League team. This is why that, you do it. Is that you when you have guys that need minutes, you send them down to go get minutes, then they come back. Like this,
0: and you know this uh, by going to so many practices, but for so long here in Portland, when you would have to send guys to the Idaho Stampede and back Mm -hmm. and forth. It's a pain. It was a pain in the ass. And so you would see guys just kind of stuck here. Mm -hmm. And like, it was honestly one of the saddest things when you would see a guy, the most work that he would put in over the course of a year. Is after practice, like during media availability, they'd be on the far
4: court. Getting in scrimmages. And that would be like the work that they're mm-hmm. getting in.
0: And that's not how you grow and develop no. players, and that's why the G League is actually being used as a farm system in a tool. And the remakes are practicing
4: at the Blazers PF. Yeah. So it's they don't All need right. to go to another building. All so right. um there, there there's some there's some stuff happening there with uh, that and it's gonna be interesting. I think because of of, of Rob's injury, you might see duop Wreath optioned to the team. Oh. So I I think you might see him... He was fun in preseason. He hasn't been activated yet. The 10 minutes that I watched Yeah, he he hasn't been activated yet. Started in So you you could see him activated. Uh, Skylar Mays is 100% going to be active because uh, he's their only active point guard. That's the other thing is we're waiting on an update on Malcolm Brogdon's injury as well because he picked up the hammy on Wednesday.
0: Which is worst case scenario for those that (laughs) were the, this is where you parlay him because he's been playing really well. He's been very good
4: for them.
0: Yeah. Near the deadline, I, like I've had
4: so team. many people reach out to me, like, I didn't know Malcolm Brogdon was this good. I'm like, Yeah, that's why I was excited to get him because yeah. even if you don't think he's here for that long, you can get a pretty good return from Malcolm Brogdon.
0: Yeah, yeah. Any truth to the rumor that uh, Brad Stevens um, told them to play really well for about a month and then get hurt after when they got
4: traded? That sounds about right. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> it's a little tricky learn from Danny Ainge. <laughs> Sabotage the SS. Uh, no, they're, they're actually they're, they're still sleeper cell Celtics.
0: Okay, perfect. So we're on the same page here. Sleeper Celtics. Ooh. Call from mom.
4: Answer it.
2: Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
4: Connor Stallions, there you go. New coach of the Celtics. I like it. But yeah, bummer news about about Time Lord. He's he'll be lost for the year. That is bummer news. Yeah, but hopefully this can maybe get some stuff right. All right. Where did Washington
0: expose USC and how can they shore that up before tomorrow night's game next on the fan It's the fan on demand
2: Money.
1: It's a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty.
3: Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On
1: 1080 The Fan.
0: Alright, tomorrow, 7.30. Right here on The Fan. Pac-12 after dark, Oregon, USC. The real story here is the 1080 The Fan party bus. Uh, Odds are like the odds on favorite to be drunk, drunkest guy at the party is you, Danny. It is me,
4: 100%. I mean, it is like it's setting up to be quite a day for me.
0: There is a 1080 The Fan party bus that is going to be rolling in, uh, and it's going to be a great time. We're going to have you know a lot of our sales staff and a lot of our great partners for not just Ducks football, but here at the station. Mm -hmm. You guys are all going down together, and uh. It's, uh, you are the odds on favorite to be the guy Mm -hmm. that, uh, I don't want to say maybe it's life of the party, but you will, you will be raging.
4: Yeah. I don't get to do this very often. Yeah. And so, and it sets up really well because where we're leaving from, and no, I'm not telling you guys, is very close to my house, Mm -hmm. which means, Mm -hmm. uh, very, uh, simple for me to get there and
0: back. You should just, you should just Uber there. I'm going
4: to. That's what's happening. Yeah. The only problem is that we're going to be back at like 2 in the morning, and sometimes finding an Uber in that region is difficult.
0: No, no, no. It's worth it just to uh, wait for that Uber, however long it takes.
4: Probably not a bad idea.
0: Yeah. And if you're still there when I drive home, I'll come and pick you up and take you. There you go. Because I will not be on
4: your level. No, I will be yes, cuz we're yeah. we're obviously we're party bussing down. See, this is how this is how people plan responsibly. Yes, yeah, no, so, publicly. So we're going to be at one location yep. before we leave. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a spread out for us. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to get on the party bus. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do things on the party bus and then we're going to another location.
0: Don't say it like that. And
4: then we're going to do things there and they have a spread for us. Yeah. And then we're going to the game.
2: Yeah, he's is there something to hold up the roof on this party bus, like there was something to hold up the roof on the last party bus? You're talking
0: about a stripper pole?
2: No, I was told it was there
4: uh, to hold up the roof.
0: No, that's not. Mm. That's not going to be. No, this is a traditional bus.
4: This, this, yeah, this, this one has our, uh, our, our. our well, hey, I'm on, really so. happy for you. I, I am too because it, it, it might yeah. be the highlight of my day. Yeah. Because I expected to go downhill as soon as kickoff happened.
0: <laughs> I don't. I think this game is going to be. I think it's going to be a closer game than what we think. Um. But it, it, there's there's one key that there it's not a secret. It's exactly what l- l- USC needs to stop. And if Oregon can get running and get going downhill, that's how this one gets out of hand. Because last week we saw uh, UW run for 306 yards, sixteen, 316 yards on 41 carries. Okay. I went and I I looked up on Pro Football Focus where those yards came from against Washington, and this is stunning to me. And this is where I think that even though you're not going to have a schematic overhaul, you will have the ability to shore some things up and when you say simplify the game, where it can be simplified at. Because of the 316 yards rushing that that, uh, the USC gave up to UW, 223 of them came outside the tackle, on carries outside the tackle. 223 of the 316. Mm -hmm. And it was only on 24 carries.
4: Mm.
0: I mean, you think of that like getting to the edge. is Every team, if you can get to the edge, you're going to have success, right? But the ease with which UW was getting to the edge, Mm -hmm. it was... Insane, mm-hmm. and they did a lot of it. Their damage with the tight end, and then getting even outside of that, yeah, where you're blocking down, level. you're kicking yeah. out, and boom, you have a big alleyway to run through. It, it's mind blowing that you have a USC team that is not setting the edge properly because, like, they should be recruiting at such a <laughs> higher level. Yes. It's, it's 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 fr- I'm not a USC fan. I'm frustrated yeah, by what, by because what they
4: it do. recruits itself.
0: And if you if you don't like uh, Luca Evans, the guy, remember Luke Evans, the Orange County, Orange County Register yep. reported that got suspended for talking to a player mm-hmm. right before he started on the mic. He actually did a uh, and this is so concerning and I'm going to read this to you here. I, I know I'm sorry. I'm doing this to you.
4: No, no, it it, it needs to be out there.
0: But Luca (laughs) Evans of the Orange County Register, he went and he started tracking every commitment since 2017 from the West Coast of players that were offered by both USC and Oregon. Uh, Since 2022, Oregon has landed 33 of them, and uh, USC has landed 25. But this is where you sit there and you go, I don't know – how SC can believe that this is sustainable mm-hmm. because this is just a a, a sentence from uh, Evans. He says, St. John Bosco coach, um, in, which is in Bellflower, California, national powerhouse. They in modern day are usually top two or three teams in the country. Um, St. John Bosco in Bellflower is one of the best football programs in the nation. This fall coach, Jason Negro said, they haven't heard from USC once in recruiting. It is in their backyard. St. John Bosco, that's where the Uyunglele's uh, have gone. It is a factory for Division I talent. Um, And they said, their head coach says, they have not heard from USC one time this season. How is that different from Oregon? Um, Negro says that he's in contact with Lanning and defensive coordinator Tosh Laploy weekly. Weekly. That's
4: super weird because they have commits from St. John Bosco this year.
0: Yeah. How how is that? Don't know.
4: How is that possible? Don't know. Like, that's that's the part about this. I'm like, how is, like, I want, I think they have three? Could they just go through the kids? I I guess they could, but it's still, it's
0: very. That's very weird. Uncharacteristic, though.
2: I'm not saying that it's, like, the most normal thing ever, right? But. It's not like Lincoln Riley is the most normal guy ever. Like, they don't practice tackling. It's why their teams suck at tackling. They yeah. run the air raid. He, he's a disciple from Mike Leach, one of the most non-normal dudes of all time. So it might just be the way that, like, they do business. Like, they, don't, they see what they want to see, and they go through the kids. They don't go through the coaches. But
0: that, then you're not getting <laughs> – this is the thing about, like, coaches. You go through the coaches because you learn about the player right you learn so much about the player and now you may have coaches that just hype guys up and they're just a hype machine to get their guys going to the next level that's not what happens when you're the coach at a at a program like John Bosco or Moder Day right or Servite these coaches are honest with those with the division 1 coaches because that's the only way you continue to develop that pipeline into D1 programs and so if you're only going through the kid, or if you're going through his seven on seven coach or his personal trainer, they are quite literally paying those people to hype them up, right? That that's the problem with it. So it may be just like USC has gotten what they want out of St. John Bosco this year, and they're calling it they're calling it good on that. But yeah, they get, they why aren't you keeping up on? What moving forward, yeah. the juniors, the sophomores, the guys in their program. If you've ever gone, and, and this is wild, like if you ever go to like a JV game, if like you, you ever went to like a Servite St. John Bosco JV game, mm-hmm. there will be Division One coaches yes. at a JV football because game there
4: of the dudes that come out of it. it's the same Bellflower you can throw in that as well. It
0: is absolutely incredible to think yeah. about, but that and this is where USC.
4: And this, I'm just looking in the last is kind of faltering outside of this year. The last two years, USC has not had a commitment from St. John Bosco. Really?
0: Yeah, no. and that's that's a problem. That, like, that's it, that is issue. a problem because
4: St. John Bosco, Mater Dei, Poly, yep. Bellflower, those are well, Servite, Servite. Yep. Those are those probably those five schools are probably the the lifeblood of USC. Not even just under now, but ever. Mm. Those are the pipeline schools to USC, and that's where a lot of their their highest end um, talent has come from
0: Mission Viejo too. Yep. Mark Sanchez, Nick Reed, they had a, they've had a lot of dudes mm-hmm. out of there. Yeah, they, but I mean, they, but I mean, like the, of the yeah, LACIF that's schools, to, that's where you have to farm, man. Yeah,
4: I mean, those, quite literally USC's backyard. It's very weird to hear that. And Lincoln Riley did say something the other day that part of me agrees with, part of me goes, that sounds kind of like an excuse. And he was talking about how the idea of why they don't go get a quarterback every year? They 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 leave a year between each quarterback, and it's because they 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 want to have that gap because they want the guy that they're invested in to know, yeah. hey, we're not going and we're getting your replacement. We truly believe yeah. in you. But then they started talking about the the thing is a week ago about recruiting in their backyard. Dude, He can find a damn quarterback whenever he wants. Yeah, because the quarterbacks are going to want to play for him. Yeah, but. They said something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing, that he he wanted, it wasn't about recruiting the backyard just to recruit the backyard, which I kind of understand that as the recruiting recruiting footprints have opened up across the country now, particularly <laughs> yeah. with the NIL. But if you're going to say that and you're willing to forego the most f- fertile recruiting ground in the country yeah. on this side of the country, then you need to be getting kids out of Florida, yeah. Texas, Georgia, Alabama. And-
0: no, you have you have to recruit the West Coast because there's not a lot of guys here. Yes. and this has been the big problem. Like, and this is where Oregon and Washington really made grounds is that mm-hmm. there were there there was big chunks of years where all of the talent was leaving the West Coast and they were gone, like skills and line. Oh, I mean, you, you can't afford to have line. Georgia the and West
4: Bama Coast. were just yeah. gobbling up Texas to
0: Clemson. Yeah. They all came in here and they were they were plucking all the talent at. Now, you saw USC, Oregon, and uh, UW started closing, closing the, the fences down around this area again. And that's really good, uh, but you can't afford to have them. You can't afford to say, yeah, we're going to ignore any part of our backyard. You have to be a pit bull up and down the West Coast because th- those are the guys that will not just go to your school, but they have the propensity to stay. The guys that come across the country are the ones that will likely leave again, right? Because
4: they, they, they don't feel
0: uh, You get home. homesick, yeah. and if things go wrong, you 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 take off, and where do you head? DJ Uyunglele. You head back west. Yeah. He went from St. John Bosco to Clemson, mm-hmm. and then it was like, when things fell apart, where did he go? He, he didn't stay out it, there. He went back west.
4: It was a matter of, what west coast school do I go to? That's right. And everybody knew he was going to end up, there was talk about, Does he, is he the guy that ends up at UCLA? Yeah. Remember then. Oh yeah. So there's 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 always so much in the as much as you want to recruit the country, kids it's it's natural. You want to stay with what you know.
0: And this is going to be like what I think it, 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 when it all comes down to it, what we're talking about right here is where Oregon has grown this advantage against USC is Bigly. it's the focal point of your roster mm-hmm. in where you're recruiting guys to. The transfer portal has been incredible for, for Oregon. I mean, I was talking with Steve Tannen down in Eugene about this uh, uh, earlier this week, that you just look at the secondary, right? Mm-hmm. There's like Evan Williams, Taishim Johnson, Kyrie Jackson, mm-hmm. right? Those are three guys that are playing massive roles, and those three guys are transfers, yeah. right? Jordan Burch uh, up front, mm-hmm. Taki Taimani, Casey Rogers. These are guys up front that are all all yeah, transfers. All transfers. And
4: that's seven of when, your of your eleven are all transfers. When you
0: think about what they were doing, and, and some of those guys have been here for a couple of years. Some of those guys are here right now, but they've built depth. And what they were able to do is they've punctuated that depth through the portal mm-hmm. with getting. Blake Purchase out of Colorado mm-hmm. as an edge rusher, getting Tuioti who's a Sheldon kid because mm-hmm. dad coached here. Uh, but you get and Mateo. Mateo Uengle, right? You get these guys who are freshmen, and you're you're sprinkling in your your homegrown home quote unquote homegrown sure. recruits are the guys that you bring in mm-hmm. as freshmen. And those guys are playing, and they're yeah. playing big roles for this team up front, sprinkled in and around them with the depth that they were able to grow on the defensive side of the ball. And then you have, you know, these instances where you have a guy like, you know, you have two guys, in Dante Manning and Triquiz Bridges, who get thrown into that UW game. And Bridges, he dude it up, man. He was a dude mm-hmm. down the stretch in that UW game, and he was fresh off the bench. That was the guy who started for you last year. Yeah. And this is where he, they have put so much they they put so much effort and interest into the defensive side of the ball and especially the trenches on both sides of the ball. That's where this game is going to be won tomorrow night. It's going to be in the trenches, and it's just like we'll talk about Oregon State later on, but when you are deep in the trenches, November is a scary month for any opponent. Mm Mm-hmm. Because this is where you lean on them. This is where it's like it's no fun when you have a UW team. somebody's
4: banged up somewhere all the time.
0: That rushes for three hundred and sixteen yards against you, mm-hmm. and you you're sitting there. The very next week, you get an offensive line like Oregon, which is a bunch of maulers, and I, I think uh, like push rate. They they have the the high Oregon has the highest push rate mm-hmm. in all of college football. Just well,
4: knocking guys off the ball, moving m- people moving movers. Yeah.
0: That is where you see the separation between the programs. and uh, if
4: Which is something, you know, 10, 12 years ago, USC had, and they just have not gotten back to it. No, you're right. right. Post-Pete, they have not gotten back to that.
0: And that is where, look, this game can be tighter than what people think it's going to be. And that's the Caleb Williams factor. Well, the Caleb Williams factor and the simplifying things like, well, like what we just started this whole segment with. They ran
2: for 223. Yeah. Yards on set 24 a, carries freaking edge. outside of the tackles. <laughs> a team that wants to be air raid. Yeah. 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 All over you. Yes. And it
0: was on the edges, yeah. like just getting the ball and running yeah. on you. Like if, if simplifying the defense, if Nua and uh, Brian Odom just say, our simplifications as new defensive coordinators with Alex Grinch is contain, we simplify run fits. Mm-hmm. Then they will have more success because they're not short of athletes. No. They have athletes. Depth
4: is a con- is a concern for sure. You're, they're really only six deep on the defensive line, and
0: they sure as hell better be good tacklers. Comes tomorrow night, yeah. Because it.
4: And I, I was just checking checking tonight. the weather. The weather looks like we're going to get rain probably around halftime. Oh really? Yeah. It's it's because I was looking. I I hate that. Yeah. It, it, Gosh I, dang it! I looked at the report. It said about eight eight thirty. We'll get rain. I still got nothing. Really? I still got nothing on mine. AccuWeather says says rain likely.
0: I got I got rain at two between two and three, and then it it, it dies off. But hey, you know it never rains at Otson.
4: Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely packing the the rain gear. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, you should. It's also uh, going to be spill gear. Yeah, you should do that just for the wicking, the moisture wicking of it all. The what? When you spill your beer, because oh, he's saying spill, you're going to be hammy salamied.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, you might be banged
0: up, dude. Stop!
4: Now, now I'm gonna be sober as a bird. All
0: right, you're ruined. An it. update: 322 votes in. Uh, I got banged up on Saturday. That was Will Ortner said that to us. This means uh, your four choices: hurt, drunk, car accident, or other. Uh, hurt has taken the lead, 48.8 percent. What's second hurt, place? Uh, drunk, okay. 41.
3: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
0: Three percent car accident, two point two percent other. And boy, it's a journey if you go Don't and you go. look at the, the comments. others. Is
2: great. Don't do not. Uh, They have commented. Mm. Don't go into the comments.
4: Always go into the comments. Whatever you do. Because that's where you find things like this. Don't (laughs) do it at work. Sometimes it be in your own family. It's time for today's worst day on the web.
0: With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080
3: The Fan. That sucks.
4: Imagine being one of the best players in the world at your sport, at what you do. And your whole family knows... Like, you're that guy.
0: Yeah. You know like I mean? uh, Well, I mean, I think you would... You know, so, this is something. Hmm. Have you, you seen these Sylvester Stallone documentary on Netflix? Sly? I have. Okay. I did not know this about Sylvester Stallone. Uh, he was a nationally ranked polo player. Yeah.
2: Like water polo or horse polo? No,
0: no, no. Horse polo. That's
2: why like, it was called the Italian Stallion.
0: Yeah. N- no. Um, but he was a nationally ranked polo player... When he was, like, 13, and his dad was jealous of him. What? Yeah, and so during a match, like, his dad came and, like, choked him and, like, choke slammed him off the horse oh God. during a match, and Stallone was like, I never want to see a horse again. And, like, he quit playing polo at that point because his dad was uh, an a-hole. And wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That explains so, so much. When you, when you say, like, imagine being, like, really good at your craft and everybody in your family knows it,
4: it's not always good. No, it's not always good because sometimes you have some ungrateful kids and family members that are around. Like, uh, I don't know, if you're A.J. Brown, who's been probably the best wide receiver in, in football this year.
0: He's been he's, he's really been so good. good. He got away from Ryan Tannehill and he let... His wings fly. Yeah.
4: It turns out you get somebody who can get you the ball a little more often, a little more up uh, tempo offense, you look a little better.
0: Yeah, yeah, he is really just fly eagles fly.
4: Hmm. He is really the sound that he spread his wings yeah, as he takes off every yeah. time he gets catch. You're dang right. Contractually obligated, in fact. You're dang right. Uh but AJ tweeted out. Uh my, f- my nephew favorite player is Justin Jefferson. L O L, it be your own family. We going to see if Jet get him something for Christmas, because I'm not. Dang. <laughs>
0: I here's I like the cut of that kid's
4: jib. <laughs> I mean, like he's he's is, keeping it real with you. I know, but also like that's well, uh, Domas Sabonis. Yeah, when uh, Arvidas was here, and Domas, for those that don't know, was born and, mm-hmm. and raised in, in Portland. Portland. Uh, his favorite player when they were here was Rasheed Wallace, <laughs> not his dad.
0: Well, both teams played hard.
4: <laughs> I mean, isn't that
0: a, good? Night and God bless.
4: Would that. Would that kind of would that would that would you feel a certain way about that? If if then it was like,
0: no, that's uh, what my kid does. Um, (laughs) After he picks the other team, he he will actively pick the other team, uh, which you know I look at it Mm -hmm. as it's a sign he likes to compete. Like every like everything is a competition with him. Mm -hmm. But uh, um, in I this is payback for me because my dad was a Dodger fan, Dodgers Astros in the eighties. Like I. I started rooting for the other guys but and just kind of going against it. But I think there's, like, inherently in any kid that is, like, a competitor, like, they they want that, hey, me versus you thing. But I always look at it, though, as you idolize those guys that make it to the pinnacle. And, like, A.J. Brown is there. And I couldn't imagine, like, being a kid where, like, I – my dad was coaching, like, NAI and D3 guys – I idolized those guys growing up, and like I, I, and they could do no wrong because, to me, they were physical freaks. Right? I could imagine being around like an NFL player and being like, "Yeah, no, I don't like you. <laughs> I like the guy who does the gritty."
4: Right? <laughs> There's just know. something there where you're just like, I don't know, man. When it's family, it's like it's, this isn't like a. This isn't a situation where it's it's like there's this tremendous gap. Like, don't get me wrong. Justin Jefferson, when healthy, is probably the best wide receiver. I think I lean towards Jamar Chase, He's but
0: so I like Justin. Je- I think Je- I think it's Justin Jefferson.
4: Like, uh, there like there's no like real wrong
0: no answer really, yeah. here.
4: But also like AJ Brown's like right on the edge of that group.
0: And yeah, they all do it in different ways too.
4: And that's the thing is like we're not. This isn't you know Jerry Rice in his prime where you are just like yeah. it's Jerry then everybody else falls in line. Yeah. To, to kind of do that to your uncle, that seems a little messed up.
0: That is messed up. Right? I think AJ Brown maybe needs to, he needs a dance. Cause I think, I honestly do. Mm. I think the gritty is why like a, every little kid loves um,
4: Fortnite dances.
0: Yeah. Everybody loves Justin Jefferson cause he just hits the gritty. Like if you ever go to like a flag football game or you go to like a, uh, a, a Wee football game where they have, like, you know, game after game. They'll cycle, like, four games through. There's fields all over. You will see the gritty after every stupid touchdown. Like, little kids just hit the gritty. Oh, yeah. No matter
4: what. I went to a uh, Newburgh-Sherwood uh, youth football game because my niece was a cheerleader. You do it. And there was gritty everywhere. Yeah. just So it. I think that's what's— A lot of flossing, too.
0: That's what that's what it is, and uh, the no nonsense attitude of AJ Brown maybe is why his his nephew his, doesn't his like Q it. His Q ratings down. Yeah, his Q rating is right. down a little bit. <laughs> that's hilarious, though. I love that. Eh,
4: you know what? Maybe uh, you know, wiseen up a little bit and get your very rich uncle to buy you some stuff too. <laughs> true. Just like true. This is a learning experience for the nephew. man. Night.
0: I love watching AJ Brown. I love watching the uh, Eagles. I, I think they're, they're, they're just a unique so offense. They're fun, fun to watch. Yeah. They they are
4: Jason Kelsey. Oh. Sexiest man alive.
0: Yeah, he lost to That's McDreamy. Such a Bush league. Yeah.
2: How has McDreamy not won it before? And how is Jason Kelsey Wait, not the one? He who hasn't won? won it before. I think I... that was his first win. I... Don't
4: you you can't be like a repeat winner. Of Sexiest Man Alive? I think you, you can. i oh, sure you can. Yeah. I feel uh, like I think Clooney's won it like four times. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Then
2: wouldn't it be the same person that wins every year? Yeah. Um No, you can have a blow up year.
0: Oh yeah, you can have one year. You can have like Look a, man,
4: Jessica Simpson had the uh, Dukes of Hazard year and that was a, was a good year. She had more than just that. But I'm saying that was a that was a that was a peak year. Yeah.
0: Like Patrick Dempsey going from Can't Buy Me Love, like you you're not going to understand this reference at all, are you? <laughs> if you make any Grey's Anatomy references, I've got a shot. Mm. No. From going as from being the nerd in Can't Buy Me Love mm-hmm. to being sexiest man alive. What the come up? Dude. He was called McDreamy in 05. Yeah, I know. But if you go back to, I don't even know when, like 87, 88-ish, Can't Buy Me Love, it's a great movie. You should watch it. Long before you were born. Yeah. Most of the references you will not, Mm. like it's just going to go, like American Bandstand. What does that mean to you?
2: So most of the best parts of that movie I will not get, I'll get right on watching that movie. That means nothing to me. American Bandstand means nothing. Okay, Can't Buy Me Love, eighty-seven. There you go. Good. He, nice, was, nice. he was Ronald well Miller in eighty-seven.
0: Played an absolute nerd, and now he's the sexiest man alive. That's pretty awesome. But it's also equal to the come-up of an offensive lineman being even being nominated, nominated yeah. for sexiest man alive.
2: He's he, the he, highest-selling uh, female jersey sales before his brother overtook him. Yeah,
4: which, which I mean, it makes sense because you know he he, he he's a hot. He, he is. He also used his wife to prop up, prop, prop up his hotness, saying, "Look, my wife's hot, and she thinks I'm hot." It's, it's a good move by him. Women like Kylie Kelsey. They do. Mm-hmm. She's
2: fun. I don't know who she is. That's Jason Kelsey's wife. You should. I don't know. You she, should look her up. She's yeah. got some funny. Like she she's says fun. some funny stuff. She's she's a really good interview. Yeah. I,
4: high approval rating. Yeah, big All fan too. All, All right, right well, there we go. With that, we get more stuff to get to. We'll get to that more. Danny, us, a Danny the fan. Oregon Ducks football. Hey, the Ducks aren't the only one playing football this weekend. No! The Bees have taken on the Stanford Cardinal, which uh, doesn't sound like it's something that's going to be all that impressive or all that crazy. But look, man, I want to give Troy Taylor and Stanford credit for quite literally having something for their opponent every single week in in a way that you don't see coaches change stuff like – Yep. They have fundamentally changed their offense. Yep. Week in, week out. Like, hmm, we don't have much to work with. So, what can I put together with this tape bubblegum and MacGyver something together for, for this week?
0: Troy Taylor's been a damn good coach everywhere he's been. And that nothing has changed. And he will catch you by surprise. And he always has a change up. And I appreciate that out of him. But for Oregon State this week, like when you look at this game against Stanford, they are the better team. They are at home. And this time of year, we I alluded to this earlier. If you are built on your offensive line, mm-hmm. this is where you are the worst team to play. Is November the it starts getting colder? You get teams from California coming up here, mm-hmm. where it's a good ten to fifteen degrees colder, mm-hmm. and it's it, wet. It stings a little bit more mm-hmm. when you hit, and. When you have an – and your your identity is built with those big hog mm-hmm. mollies up front, this is where you can lean on teams. And this is where you should lean on teams. Everybody else is dinged up. Like, it hurts. Nobody really wants to be out there. But if you are a built-between-the-tackles team and you have a Damian Martinez and a Deshaun Fenwick –
4: Hell, a DJ.
0: You have got to start – You this is where you lean on – those guys and your O line mm-hmm. and you just crumble teams and like that's why I I'm I'm really excited to see how Oregon State comes out um, this week because you have an opportunity to Stanford always plays them tough mm-hmm. and Stanford is is going to be no different even though the coach may be different personnel is is far different this is going to be a, a game where you're going to get. Punched in the mouth by Stanford. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. It's how it's how they roll. And last year, I mean, we remember Oregon's, it was 28-27. That was a horrible
4: Stanford team. Yes, it might probably worse than this year's but
0: team. But this is no the the big difference is that game was in October. This one is in November. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is just gonna be a keep away game. I'm excited to see Oregon. Like it's not gonna be the most sexy game and appealing game to watch, but this is the one where you go. All right, the Beavs are ready for that, that final stretch where they started suffocating teams last year. They really like the final three games, Oregon State just said, "No, this is who we are, this is what we do. We're going to run the ball down your damn throat and they break your will. What's, they break your will eventually. What's
4: interesting is like, that's the identity we know, and yet Vegas has them as 21 point favorites 21 point favorites. I see not, it Well I mean that, is, that doesn't sound like run team in November. No, but, but you know what I mean. It's, like it's what you do. Like when you
0: break that team's will, mm-hmm. and you just march down the field. Like that that
4: number is big because Stanford's not good. Yeah, <laughs> oh I know that. But like, but <laughs> when you when you think about run team, you yeah. don't think about big spreads. Yeah,
0: They're But there's so much more because of the speed they have yes. on the outside, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they they are. But this like they can beat you deep and stretch you deep, and they have an advantage if they want to push you vertically yes. with their with their skills. They'll be able to have yeah. that. But I'm excited to see the identity start showing again. Because at times you're like, okay, when's it going to happen? When's the damn going to break? Last week they went for 195 yards, and it was steady dose of Damian Martinez in in Boulder. And I loved every second of it. You start ramping that up even more, and you have 19 straight runs to end the Civil War as the cap of the season. Like that, that yeah. was – and they were building their identity as it went on against lesser opponents at the end of the year this is what you're going to see the same thing, because you do that also to get out of this game as healthy as you can. Yes. I don't care what the final score is. I don't care if people say, is is, they're healthy and nobody gets hurt? Mm -hmm. Washington, Oregon. That's what you got in front of you. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, you just.
4: They could find their way in the Pac-12 title game still.
0: Yeah, this this game could be like a a 10-point game, you know, is the final score. But if it is a late score, fourth quarter score by Stanford, and you're just like, we're getting out of this thing healthy.
4: You've got your second unit guys out there. You don't. Care. Doesn't got
0: to be healthy. Doesn't got to be pretty. No. Get to these final two weeks and make a damn statement. Yeah. In those final two weeks, because you're the highest ranked two loss team in the country, and you've got Washington and Oregon ahead of you.
4: You you can play the. You can be the biggest impact to the Pac-12 that remains. And I love it. It's going to be I fun. I love it, man. It's, it's going to be, be really fun. All right, come up next. Hour number three, we will reset, and we have a ton to get to in the NFL, including uh, the stories coming out of the Raiders locker room that led to Josh McDaniels firing. And my God, what a clown show. <laughs> Danny and Dusty, Tinny the Fan.